there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Good evening and welcome to the start of League Cup Final Week, the Scottish Viaplay Cup Final. Six days away, six sleeps, and we look forward to Rangers, the home team against Celtic, the defending cup holders at Hampden Park. And with us, a man who knows all about lifting that trophy, you won every one that you played in, Barry Ferguson. Barry, cup final week. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, two teams that are clearly in, in top form. Um, two good results at the weekend, two clean sheets. Celtic obviously scoring four goals, Rangers scoring three away at a, a difficult place in Livingston. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And there's choices now, for um, certainly for the Rangers' point of view. Michael Beale, he's got um, big decisions mm -hmm. to make for the, the start of living because there was some players that come in and... and done really well I thought Raskin was excellent Paul in the middle of the pitch I know it's still early days but he's clearly shown signs that he can be a top midfielder for um, Rangers in the future but I'm really looking forward to it as you says um, two teams I think they're going to go at each other so I can't wait for Sunday We're going to compare the two teams during the programme and is it going to be Raskin versus Hatati? and Hatati was brilliant again on Saturday for Celtic yeah he's been brilliant um, for, for over a year now Paul he's been one of Celtic's most consistent uh, players really helps to drive the team uh, forward great energy and um, totally dedicated to his uh, profession um, and uh, he certainly uh, helped Celtic uh, maintain the standards that they've had under Ange Postacoglu I think everyone's up for this game aren't they this oh, massive God. on you know, Sunday yes yeah. Aye. Oh God, aye, aye. Many sleeps. Six, six to go. go. Six oh eight, to go. oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. You can speak to Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney, and Barry Ferguson. It's going to be an amazing week. We're going to count down to it. So we'll hear from Ange Postecoglou after Celtic's four 0 win against Aberdeen. And I saw somebody today saying, "What's the point of Aberdeen at Celtic? No shots in target and uh, no real threat." But they weren't blaming Barry Robson. Mm. Aberdeen's still looking for a new manager. But Barry, what about Motherwell? Yeah, Four days, two but, wins. Well, it doesn't surprise when a manager loses his job, um, which you don't like to see. You always get a bounce. But listen, fair to um, Kettlewell, I, th yeah. I think he's done a, a fine job over the last five or, or so days. Um, six massive points for Muddle. Mm. They, they certainly needed it. And um, I, I see today that he's he's been offered the, the, the job. And I see the reason why, because he's had to kick out this this group um, and he'll probably get the job to the end of the season to see how he he does um, so yep Muddle um, two brilliant results and in terms of Aberdeen I said on Friday night Paul I expected Celtic to run over the top of them Aberdeen are in a bad place at this moment in time it's not down to Barry Robson he's just um, filling a a space just now um, but they've got a lot of work to do up there at Aberdeen Looks as though he'll be in temporary charge Mark until the end of the season I see Dave Cormack is going in this week for triple bypass so we wish him all the very best yeah. back to America suddenly taken in by the doc they checked and he needs the operation it's great that they found in advance you would imagine then with Alan Burrows starting a week today mm. Barry Robson safe pair of hands till the end of the season 
Yeah, you'd imagine. I mean, you know, Aberdeen and they, you know, you can't see them finishing in, in, in third. Can't see them get involved in the bottom two, you know, with a potential of being a playoff. So they're in that kind of middle ground. They're out the Scottish Cup. Also, we get a League Cup final this weekend. So in many ways, they've, they've got nothing to play for. Um, that said, you know, they've got 14,000, 15,000 uh, fans every home game. Uh, if Barry Robson wants to make himself a serious and proper contender uh, for the job, then he's in pole position because he's in the building every day. He's working with the players. He's in charge of the team. He's got a chance to build a relationship with Alan Burrows from Monday onwards. And Alan Burrows will be heavily involved. I'd imagine that Alan Burrows will probably put together a shortlist of maybe three proper candidates for the job submitted to the board. And then, um, you know, Alan Burrows will be involved in that process as well. So Barry Robson has got himself in a good position. But uh, he won't be judged on what happened at Celtic Park. You know, in many ways, sometimes Celtic are they're, they're, they're like a freak. You know, just in terms of how they perform, the way they perform, the results that they've had for well over a year now. Um, but Barry Robson will, will be a contender for the job, Paul. But more mm. opinion, I like Barry. I think he's a really good guy. I think he's got a future in coaching and management. But right now, somebody much more experienced for that job. Graham Shinney has said about Ange Postacoglu, I thought they were very, very good. I played against Brendan Rodgers' teams who were very dominant, very good. But I feel this Celtic side is hugely impressive winding up to the final on Sunday Alan McGregor he's been speaking after uh, another Hall of Fame induction last night Barry you're there already of course um, joining it Stephen Davis yep. Alan McGregor and also James Tavernier yeah in terms of I mean I played with both Griggs and, and Davo yep. and they thoroughly deserve it in my eyes been two unbelievable players for Rangers won countless trophies played um, countless games big games as well so yep delighted to see they too um, get their awards last night. And, and James Tavernier, listen, I think if you look at it, he signed in 2015 for 300 grand. I think it's been an absolute snap. He's been through a few difficult times, yeah. but he's became a he's became a big player for Rangers, James Tavernier. No, no doubt about that. Um, the amount of games he scored, the amount of assists, the amount of goals, I know quite a number of them have been from the, the penalty spot, but you've still got to hold your nerve when you go up there and and slot them away. Um, so, yeah, but it's um, nice to see that they're going to be up in the, the wall as soon as you walk in, in the marble staircase. It was a proud moment for me, being um, amongst some, for me, like John Greggs of this world, Richard Goffs, um, unbelievable players for Rangers. So it was a proud moment for myself, and I listened to the guys' interviews today on Rangers TV, and they were similar to me. Very proud, their families are proud. Um so yep, I enjoyed the moment. I'm sure they enjoyed it last night. Your family there. When when did you go into the Hall of Fame? Two thousand and three or four, I think it was. Wow. So yep. you were still such a, a young player, and you were the captain, um, and you had some great years still to come. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel that you, you've you have got to play a certain amount of games. You've got to win yeah. trophies, and and um, certainly they guys have played their, their part in Rangers' success over the years. Certainly, Devo and and Griggs are who I played with, and I thought. Highly of them. Thought they were two quality individuals. James, James Tavernier is a bit different. I never played with him, but yeah. I think the eight years that he's been at Rangers, he's definitely been a, a brilliant signing in my eyes. I know he's come in for a bit of criticism from some quarters, um, but the thing that I liked about him is he's never had James Tavernier. Mm -hmm. um, he's come out fighting and he's um, he's became a big player for Rangers. And for Celtic, what a week undefeated for centuries it seems like doesn't it? it just seems to go on 
And on and on. And Michael Beale hasn't lost. He's only one draw and it was against Ange Postacoglu. This is going to be some game on Sunday. Let's hear from the managers briefly after their wins at the weekend. So first up, here's Ange Postacoglu. After that win, 4-0, convincing over Aberdeen. We got on the front foot from the first minute and uh, didn't let up. Scored two good goals, but we could add a couple more. And... Uh, Really pleased. We got into a bit of a flat spot in the second half, but again, you know, guys coming off the bench gave us a spark we needed. The guys off the bench, he spoke about them and looked forward to the final. We've seen over the recent weeks that how effective our people coming on can be to a game and, um, you know, every likelihood we'll need that next week. It's like two squads almost, isn't it? They've got, with the multi-subs now, Mark, they use it. He always uses it to good effect. Yeah, yeah you, know, you can usually put the kettle on 60, 65 minutes. <laughs> You know, there's three or four um, changes, and he, you know he's got a he's um, he's spoiled for choice with, with uh, such as the squad um, that they've assembled. Um, so yeah, they've, they've always got good options, and it must be demoralising for the opposition when you're two or three goals down and you're into the, the sort of home stretch, and then you see three or four quality fresh pair of legs uh, coming on. If you're a fullback or whatever, and Jota goes off and. Maida's coming on or Haxabanovic going on for us you know whatever it may be you must think oh my god you know but um, no, that's the squad that have assembled and as you say it's set up for an, a, a brilliant final I mean with the great respect to, to, to every other club it's the kind of final that everybody wants to see um, and it's going to take place on Sunday 3 o'clock at Hamden I make Celtic um, favourites slight favourites Paul but you could virtually Toss a coin. Yeah. So actually, you know, 25,000 fans each, etc, etc. Two teams full of confidence. Um, it's going to be an absolute cracker. Barry, you're smiling. You've got a glint yeah, in your eye. Right. Yeah, you starting to... You're starting to do my head in there. In what way? <laughs> <laughs> so no, many subs. Got, no, I'd listen, they are re- yeah. relentless at this moment in time. And you, you see the changes he makes. It, that, that has been the difference. Um, after not having the best of games, he can go and make that triple change. Um and when they come on, they don't they don't make the team any weaker. That's the strength that he's got. The the, the squad, real real quality. And and listen, as I said, you've got to respect the job he's done over the the past eighteen or so month. Um, no doubt about it. And the quality player that he's he's brought in um, has definitely impressed me. And as I said at the start uh, of the show, it's two teams that are in fine form. Two teams that are really attack minded. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a cracker. But Rangers really need to match their, their, en- it's their energy levels that impress me. Their quality has been there, but their energy levels, that's what Rangers need to match. But I think it's going to be a cracker. As I said, I think they're going to go for it, both teams. Um, and goals. You yeah, I think Friday. there's going to be yeah. goals in it, mm-hmm. Paul. For the simple fact is both of them play yeah. so openly. Mm-hmm. An attack-minded, um, I can see there's there, there's goals in it. Um, so I'm sure both both sets of fans are going in it confident because of the simple fact is um, since the return from the World Cup break, they've got amassed the same amount of points. They've both won semi-finals. They're both in the quarter-finals of the Scottish Cup. It's very um, very close at this moment in time. So yep, come Sunday, whoever turns up in the day and whoever. Um, Produces the goods um, or win the game, obviously. Aaron Moy <clears throat> was the surprise omission for Celtic, an injury uh, picked yeah. up on Friday, Mark. I think otherwise the squad's looking fine. Yeah, Ky- yeah Kyogo was, was involved, he didn't yep. start, he was he was on the bench. Yeah, I think was it was just David Tumble that, that, that yeah. Ange Postacoglu mentioned the wee niggle. Rangers have probably got two or three more 
uh, concerns, but it would be heartening for Rangers the fact that um, that Raskin was able to play because mm. he was a doubt before it. So again, mm. that's him getting another game under his belt on that surface, playing in a winning team, getting to know his teammates, and uh, the early signs are that he's a, a kind of special player. But this Sunday, Paul, just quickly, yep. it'll be. I think this is the sixth meeting in the past year or so mm. um, between the sides, and, and the record. Celtic have won three. Okay, there's been two draws. Rangers have won one at the past six Old Firm games that victory was in the Scottish Cup semi-final um, at Hamden so um, that's the kind of form of the past year but Barry knows better than us it is the old cliche but it's true you know with something like this when they are so tight the form book does go out the window it can hinge on anything. it could hinge in the referee mm. it could hinge in VAR um, we don't know but we've got two teams going into it feeling good about themselves and we're going to have a right good showpiece on, on Sunday afternoon Talking about it, taking your calls. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Rangers, a 3-0 win over Livingston on that surface. This is Michael Beale, happy at the end. Absolutely delighted, clean sheet. Obviously, uh, three points, three goals. And I thought overall we controlled the whole game. We know it's difficult coming here. They've been riding high in the league. They, they make it a challenge, the game, obviously, um, and, and the energy they have but I thought we was excellent today I thought there was some really really strong pitch, uh, performances on our side and here was the view from the manager what about Jack what about Lundstrom I have a reasonable concern because obviously they weren't available for that today for different reasons Malik's got uh, a slight issue with his hamstring um, Ryan Jack with his calf and obviously John's not back yet from his ankle injury I'm hoping by the middle of the week they'll be back in training that's not definite right now and hopefully they're rejoined in training by Scott Arfield and uh, and John Souter by the middle of the week as well so listen the week's a long time in football so we'll see but what I would say is that you know, we've got a healthy competition either way Barry what do you think is there enough healthy competition for Rangers? Yeah it's getting there as long as the guys are going to be available for selection Do you that's... think they will be? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't see them every day. But I think we'll we'll get more of that towards the, the the end of the week. But I was impressed. Raskin stood out for me very good. Look, it's still early days, but he's shown signs. I just like the way that he goes and dictates a game of football. He looks a a brilliant find for Rangers. Um, I'm not getting over excited because it's still early doors, but he's definitely shown signs. Um, good to see Connor Golson back. I think Rangers need him. In the centre of the defence, um, for me, he's a real leader in there, so it was good to see him back. So, and Tillman, Tillman for me, if he's fit, he plays. He's again, he's one of the players that has became massive for um, Michael Beale. So, I think the closer we get to the weekend, we'll find out whether Lundstrom, Jack, and, and Tillman will be um, available. But hopefully, they will be. And then the manager has got some tough decisions to make because yeah. it was good performances. I thought. Uh, Cantwell done well I thought Kamara done pretty well and obviously Raskin in the middle of the pitch was um, for me it was Rangers best player some people are comparing him he could be a Barry Ferguson Mark I'm looking at you first it's really early days three yeah. games not even through full, full games but yeah, it's great news for Rangers if they have found somebody who could potentially become a Barry Ferguson Aye. Um, I, mean, I think there's the, the... there's a hell of a long way to go he's, yeah. he's maybe five years away from being you know labelled a Barry Ferguson and a dozen trophies so we'll see how he does over the next four or five years if we yeah. want to put him into that bracket but what we do know um, right now is that a couple of things has he improved the Rangers starting team I think yes he has he's improved the middle of the park yep. tick. there's a tick is he value for money ballpark a million quid whatever the fee was that they've paid to standard league. yeah I think we can safely see he always got a feel for some players early on mm -hmm. is he value for money 
um, yeah you know had, had Rangers paid three or four for him it wouldn't have looked out of place so to get him for a million and I get it Barry it is only three games but he really looks um, he really looks apart is he going to start on Sunday absolutely he's made himself uh, a proper player already is that three ticks yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I no, think I agree. Three, three out of four. Uh, right. No, Barry Ferguson. Not, not yet. Three, three out of four. four. Good. Three out of four. We'll, we'll review that one in five years. Barry, how do you feel? Could you hang around for five years? We'll sign <laughs> get the contract out. Barry, how do you feel when people say that? Oh, this could be a Barry Ferguson type player. Um, how, how does it make me feel? Ah, you must yeah, be proud. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, but he's, listen, he's his own man. Sure. You know what I mean? But he, he's very, he's techni technically very good. Mm. I, I just like what, I, what I'm seeing. And I like to see players go and make their cell available every opportunity. And that's what he, he does. He wants the ball, even if there's somebody close by, he'll go and take it. Um, he's got that, that confidence. Um, so, yeah, I, I was really impressed with him. And I, I gave him a team last week, but for me, you Raskin, I, I think Raskin has got to play I do now um, I've changed my mind on that that's him get another 90 minutes under his belt because he, he was obviously not available at the mm -hmm. start of the week because he was feeling a bit tender that was his first game in a long time but I thought against Livingston he was very impressive and also Kmar Roof come on looked very sharp the last 20 minutes of, of the game got his goal as well um, so now hopefully he's going to be cleared and he's going to get a run because um, Roof for me is a quality operator I, I really like him Mark says the same mm -hmm. thing he's the only issue you've got with Kmar Roof is keeping him fitness yep. for a, a number of games because it, it feels that he's in for three or four and then he's out for for three or four but he looked really sharp to be fair to him on Saturday We're looking back at the weekend and there was so many St Mirren big win for them at home to Ross County Rangers winning 3-0 at Livingston Hibs 2-0 against Kilmarnock St. Johnson, and what about that goal? Stevie May, arguably man of the weekend, 2-1 for Saints against Dundee United and Celtic 4-0 against Aberdeen. And then yesterday, Motherwell, defying the odds, two wins in four days, Motherwell 2, Hearts 0, Stuart Kettlewell in charge at the club. And in the Championship, does anyone want this title? Because uh, it wasn't a good weekend for Dundee. Uh, Queen's Park didn't take yeah. all the points, but the, the gap doesn't really change, does it? Yeah. So Air United. Air United as well. Yeah. yeah. What a result for Hamilton up at hey, Inverness. The glorious act. Was that three goals? Yeah, three no. Barry, you're yeah. beaming. What yeah, <laughs> listen, they've found a bit of form yeah. of late and it's just came at the right time. Um, they've definitely got the confidence and Fair play to John Rankin and fair play mm -hmm. to the Hamilton board. They stuck by him. It would have been easy to get um, to get rid of him. Yeah. But they've stood by him. He's come up with some big results over the last month. And that was that. that I mean, going up to Inverness, it's always tough um, coming away for there for, with, with three points. So that was a, a massive win for Aki's. And hopefully now they can maintain this. Quick break. And then Kilmarnock have appealed the red card shown to Kyle Vassell against Hibbs. And anyone who saw it, come on. Barry, come on. Uh, how's, how's that a red card? Unbelievable. Yeah. We're back next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Go to this is go.co.uk if you want to be with Barry Ferguson, supported by Mark Weedy and myself, Paul Cooney. On Thursday, the 9th of March, the Hall of Fame man, the multi-capped, former captain of Scotland. How many, was it 12 trophies, did you say, Mark, for Barry? More least, than that, aye, yeah. Aye, How many League that. Cups did you win? Five. Five. Scottish Cups? Five. five. Titles? Five. Five. Yeah. Anything? Is that, all, is that including down the road with Birmingham? No. So oh. there you are. 
one, 16 then 5 5 5 1 you beat yep. the Arsenal in the final I put that stupid fight <laughs> on the Arsenal there yeah I remember that day very well Barry so is there going to be another trophy in the cabinet at Ibrox this weekend we'll find out we're building up to it and here on Sunday we're going to be on air from 2 o'clock in the build up so if you're in the cars the buses the hovercraft whatever going to the game just checking the weather Barry Ferguson Andy Walker here only on Go Radio because nobody else with that no because we're lucky we've got Barry here we're looking forward to it. it's going to be great you and Andy Walker yeah, I'm sure yeah. it'll be feisty. Yeah, be <laughs> Looking forward to the game. But I, I'm been genuine when I, when I say it. It's just very rarely do you get two teams that are equal in terms of the points they've had and the run that both of them have had after the the break um, in the World Cup. And I think both sets of players, I think both managers, and I think most importantly both sets of the fans will be getting into this um, very confident. And as I said, I think there's going to be goals in it. I don't think it's going to be one of these games where somebody will, will win by the odd goal um, just because the simple fact is they play pretty open attack-minded teams um, so yep, can't wait for it Paul and we're lucky to have Barry with us aren't we and also Andy there because yeah. you call it as you see it and I really respect him for that I mean people do say why did you get him in the, the new station for Glasgow because we want to have the best people on it for you and that's why more and more people are making the switch to go radio but we wind them up as well don't we because otherwise it's you know, that's like Radio Shotland you know anyway. <laughs> Hughes there Hugh Dallas is at the weekend right I've got to go to VAR so he was there beforehand talking about how they would simplify it I know he's in charge of in UEFA he's involved and also Turkey he's involved yeah. there yeah. but in Scotland what's happening Barry you mentioned it Vassell come on uh, I do, my, my honest opinion it's, it's never a red card at most it's a yellow card in my eyes I, I watched it I think Vassell's Firmly get his eyes on the ball, he tries to flick it. The Hibs player puts his head down for me. No red card. So, why is VAR and the, the referee look at it? Because it's going to be a yellow card and he changes it. Yeah, which it's, surprised it's John me. John Beaton. Yeah. Yep. So, why? Why are they doing it? Mark, what are you thinking on it? They keep saying, let's simplify it. Uh, it's not well, happening. Well, Paul, do you know, I think every Monday night the three years are in here and every Monday night there's some serious issues with VAR and with our standards of, of refereeing. Um, if, I, if I was a, a a manager or a chairman or a chief executive, uh, if I was a manager, I'd be going to see my chief executive or my chairman and saying, what are we going to do as a football club about the standards of refereeing? Because the clubs are Scottish football. Yeah. The clubs have a lot of power. When they get together collectively, they have a lot of power. I'd be looking to exercise this pill because again you look at the weekend Hibs Kilmarnock John Beaton's made a decision I heard Derek McInnes's comments driving home um, from, from a game and I thought it was probably Derek just sticking up for his play I then watched it in sports scene for me it's never a red card and I'm surprised that John uh, on the advice of Stephen Kitten, I think was a VAR to, to, has gone and upgraded from a yellow to, to red I don't think it's a red um, at all you look at St Myrne Ross County um Owara Edwards yeah, on Trevor right. Cass when mm -hmm. he could have when he could have seriously seriously that's as wild a tackle as I've seen in a long long time and what the thing is that, that, that's alarming about it is Graham Granger the referee is 12 yards away yeah. how can he not see that's a straight red that's alarming so yes it's going to VAR uh, on the advice of Gavin Duncan and it's been upgraded and, and rightly so but there is an example if we didn't have VAR Edwards is getting away with that with that yeah. tackle um, so look, anyway, we're, we're 
were citing different examples week after week. Um, right now, our referees aren't good enough. You look down south, the, there's um, transparency in terms of what happens if you mess up. A, a referee yeah. resigned, Lee, Lee Mason. Yeah. We've got Nick Walsh refereeing the game on Sunday and we've got John Beaton, I think, as, as far. The two better have been top of their game. They need to be on top of their game. But for me, it's gone beyond that now. There needs to be reform in Scottish football in terms of our, our officials. Back them, support them, absolutely. But we need to look at broadening our horizon. Whether that's bringing in other referees, like they do for European games. I don't know. We need to look at different ideas and we need to put things on the table. Starting at the very top, from the SFA and the SPFL and all the clubs, and Ian Maxwell and the head referee Ian Crawford Allen, they all need to get round the table and find a way, not paying lip service, no box ticking, actually doing something about it. What that may be, it might be making referees up, putting the next player in the van, uh, at VAR, try to find money to make you know to make them go full time, try to find sponsors, whatever it may be. Because the other thing as well about this, Paul, clubs have spent a fortune to bring VAR in, yep. and they're getting done in by VAR. Mm. It's like VAR should be there as a guaranteed safety net. It's like Barry being a player, any player now getting get, getting given a penalty kick and he misses it, but you keep getting you're, you're allowed to keep taking the penalty until you score. Yeah. But our refs are still messing up with the benefit of VAR, mm. and how they can review VAR and still get to the decisions that they reach is beyond me. You go for it. They should have been some of them should have been anywhere near a whistle yeah. if they're still getting some of those decisions wrong. I'll go to Barry in a second or two. Derek's on the line, a Rangers fan. Hi, Derek. Uh, good evening, Paul. Good evening, panel. Good evening, um, Derek. Uh, this isn't my main point, uh, but Mark, do you not know think the referees need to go full time? And you're seeing that they make mistakes on bar. But you can go down and watch the game on Saturday or Sunday with, uh, with Barry Ferguson, and I guarantee there'll be a decision that both of you will disagree on. Yeah. So it's like looking at bar, it's just like watching a television replay. Both of them are going to have a different decision. So it's, it's quite no, easy no, but, but, no, but Derek, some of them, some of them, some of them are absolutely unanimous that they've got them wrong, and some of the decisions I find baffling with the benefit of VAR. So what's in it's VAR, the technology, the footage that it provides is is very good, but the human beings making the decision, VAR doesn't make a decision. VAR gives you technology to help you reach the right decision, and despite that technology, our officials alarmingly are still getting it wrong week after week. Barry, what do you feel? Yeah, just, just going on what, what Mark says, I mean, I mean, it's a good point he makes about the St Myrne Ross County game. I'm watching the highlights of that and I see the the tackle on the, the St Myrne goalkeeper and I, I, instantly I know straight away he's going off there. Going off for the referee 12 yards away. But then that's where VAR does help. He goes over. Yeah. He's obviously been asked to go and look at the monitor and he goes and sees it and then he says it's a red card. But... And the flip side of that, I look at the game at Easter Road and how can John Beaton give a yellow card, then go off and look at the monitor and think that's a, a straight red card? It baffles me. Derek, what was your main point? Uh, Barry, who do you think Rangers should play on Saturday and Sunday? Morelos or Cholak? Because Morelos' record against Celtic is virtually poor. Mm. Yeah, I, I get it's not the best, but I would go with Morelos, Derek, if I'm being honest with you. Derek, what do you feel? That's my... my Where would you go uh, with Cholak? I think, uh, yes, I would go with Cholak. Mm. I think the balls have been put in the box lately. It's still made for him. Can I attack it? 
Uh, I think some of the balls that have been put in the box have been brilliant. And I know this was up the target, man, to put the ball in the net. Mm. I think, I would, I, I, I've got a feeling Michael Beale does it fancy, Jock. What do you think on that, Barry? I mean, you don't know, but have you detected that Cholak wouldn't be his first well, Roof come on, yep, didn't he? I know. Uh, the weekend, and mm-hmm. I don't know what Derry thinks. I think the 20 minutes that Roof come on, he looked very sharp. You know, I mean, he's clearly been working hard at his, his fitness, um, and he looked to part. But for me, I think the Sunday, Morelos starts okay. um, up top. In terms of Cholak, you don't know if a manager fancies him, no, but right. by the looks of it, he's putting on Roof before him. Um, at the game against Livingston here's what Michael Beale had to say about Kemar Roof yeah there was, there was I was thinking long and hard about starting him obviously with the surface and the injuries he's had I want to make sure that uh, he's here back for the long term Antonio Cholak's looking really sharp I thought he had a good cameo I always feel for Scott Wright as well because he trains ever so well so that means the people in the final third have got to perform well and I thought our front three were good today even though they weren't in the goals Fashion, Alfredo and uh, Ryan Kent were we're always busy, always energetic, and and Ken comes on, and uh, and maybe when the games open up a bit, he, he gets a goal. Derek, what about Roof for you? Uh, Roof, too many injuries for me, Paul. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's a good, he's a good striker, uh, quality, but you couldn't rely on him over the season, could you? He's 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 played three or four, and then he's out for like months at a time, and then he's coming back. He, too too many injuries. I'll be interested uh, to see, Derek. Don't be surprised, Barry, on Sunday if the game's decided on a red card or a... Oh, don't say that. Position. <laughs> don't say that. Surely not with two good teams. But you're right, I think people are worried. Barry, but in terms to... of Kemar Ruff, it'll be interesting to see if Rangers can keep him fit. Aye. Last part of February, March, April, and then get into May. Um, I do, I like him. I think he's a bit of quality, Kemar Ruff. But I agree with Derek, and I've said it plenty of times. Um, my only issue with... Kemar is having them available for the vast majority of the season and he's not been that for Rangers can you keep him fit till 5 o'clock on Sunday is he on the bench for you or could yeah, he start I mean, yeah but Derek's asked the question is yeah. it Sholak or Morelos it's Morelos for me yeah. and I think you've you've got two good centre forwards there yeah. to come on in Kemar Roof and Sholak you can't argue with Sholak's record mm. he has scored, fitness sure. yeah, he scored a few goals he's obviously struggled with his I think it's a calf issue he's had mm. Um, but I like Kemar Roof I've always liked Kemar Roof but my only issue similar to Derek and the Rangers fans is trying to keep him fit for every single game that Rangers have from now until the end of the season What's your team then? You gave us your Rangers team on Friday Yeah I, I, yeah. I went yeah. with I like Rask and I don't know what okay. Derek thinks I thought I, he was very impressive um, I just like him I, I really I like the, the fact that he demands the ball every single opportunity he has so for me he plays in the middle of the part is this depending on whether Lundstrom's going to be fit is Ryan Jack going to be fit is Tillman going to be fit so he's got a few decisions yep. to make in the middle of the pitch I think the back four and the goalkeeper picks itself and I think the forward three pick themselves and Sakala, Kent and Morelos and who would you go? so if they're all fit what's your midfield? Lundstrom, so- Raskin and Tillman Derek what do you think of that? Uh, no Tillsman I would go with Cadwell OK Mark I think Tillsman's too lightweight dare I say in the bigger occasions I would bring him on but I would play Cadwell from the start he's got stronger Cadwell though but this is a good thing Rangers yeah. have not had this competition for yeah. a long time mm-hmm. you know what I mean Like I'm saying Tillman Derek yeah. saying Cantwell mm-hmm. but Rangers have got that quality where they can um, 
they can pick whoever they, mm. they want on the day but I just think that's the three if they're fully fit I think that's the three you will go with Mark Bale what would you do if you were the, if you were Michael what would, I, I would, I would yeah. go the same 11 and I've, I've written it down that, that Barry's got me the goalkeeper on the back four you know all pick themselves go about saying Tavernier Goldson Davies and Barisic if Lundstrom is fit play Lundstrom I think you know he plays well against uh, Celtic Raskin I think you know one of the first names in the team sheet now already Tillman all day long ahead of Cantwell if Tillman is available and then your front three you can tell the way the manager was speaking there about them he likes them he's put the three of them together deliberately to give them a chance to get ahead of the cup final he likes Sakala's pace Sakala's you know hurt Celtic a couple of times Morelos yeah there's options but uh, I would give Morelos a go I'd certainly start him on Sunday and then Kent I think picks himself um, as well and you know forget then you've got Cantwell you've got Hadji You've got you've got right, you know, you've you've got options um middle front. These Rangers players now know that they need to produce the goods. If they don't produce the goods, there's people on the sidelines that can come in and take their position. Derek, what's your prediction? Three two and extra time with Rangers. Extra yeah, time. I think, three, I'm, I'm two, with, yeah. with Derek, I think there's gonna be goals. Yep. Who's getting the red card, Derek? <laughs> Callum McGregor <laughs> you never know what time has it been sort of not steady <laughs> I don't use that I hope it, I hope it, did, I hope it doesn't go to extra time but Paul I've got my Chinese deliveries to start at half five oh you good man <laughs> listen I'm, I'm hungry so and Barry was out Derek on Saturday can I say that how are you feeling Barry you, yeah, I'm fine I'm fine good day with the boys yeah, yeah. very good day watching the football and, yep. yep watching it um, and obviously looking closely to see how both Rangers and Celtic would do both of them won pretty convincingly so I can't wait for Sunday it's a, I don't like saying this but I'm, I'm pretty confident going into this game mm-hmm. thanks for the call Derek have some good Thank deliveries tonight. Right. Cheers. Speak to you Cheers, soon. Derek. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Probably killed myself there. Now, yeah. <laughs> and Derek cannot. I mean, he's really honest because he does say when he thinks that. It's I like that, but a bit of debate. Ah, yes, like, of course, uh, like yeah. Derek would go with Cantwell, and, yeah. and do you know what? If Cantwell plays, I wouldn't be too fussed about it because I think he's a quality operator. Mm-hmm. But that's the with Rangers in that middle of the pitch now. There's real competition for mm-hmm. places when everybody's fit, and I look at the quality that Celtic's got. That's what they've got. In the engine room, as I call it. Yeah. And that's when you need your, your the, the proper competition and that's what Rangers have got now. And Celtic's midfield is so strong. You can imagine the Celtic fans saying, hey, what about us? Well, we'll talk about Celtic next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson. We'll also have the night with John Hartson coming up at the end of March it's the Thursday the 30th and that will be at St Luke's in Glasgow go to thisisgo.co.uk and you can be there well what a weekend no change at the top of the table so still the 9 points and what 26 goals is the difference Uh, Celtic 4 against Aberdeen Rangers 3 against Livy at Livy St Johnson what a win for them Barry did you predict that the weekend? Yeah, I, yeah, I fancied St Johnson to yeah. go up there. Um, I just think Dun United are in a bit of a rut just now. Um, obviously watching the goals, I think, look, Stevie May, the first goal, he connects with it really well, but I watched the back a second time, it's in the middle of the goal virtually. Um, and then the second goal is just... Um, I don't know, when you're one one each, you want to keep it tight at the back, just get a ball yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. up the pitch, no. but he plays it to Charlie McGrew, Charlie McGrew passes it back, and just put your boot through it yeah. get it up the, mm. the pitch um, but fair play to Stevie May <laughs> you see it behind the goal Speed. 
As soon as the goalkeeper plays it and Charlie McGrew takes his touch, Stevie May's on the move to go and close down the goalkeeper. So he deserves a, a lot of credit, but it's a bad, bad mistake yeah. from Dundee United's point of view. Listen, we hope Berigiti's okay, but would you have stayed down, Barry? You'd be so embarrassed, the keeper. Yeah, it depends if he's got a, a yeah. sore. I, I don't know if he's got a sore. Was it his shoulder? Mm. Yeah, he did I go think. off then. Mark, yeah, he went in with a bit of force, Stevie May, but I mean, to be fair, you've got to give credit to Stevie May. Um, mm. he's, he's took a gamble and the gamble's paid off and you know what? It's got St. Johnson a brilliant three points. And Mark, they were remembering, of course, the great days and going all the way to the UEFA Cup final and then players in the past there and all yeah, the rest of yeah, it. And yeah. then, you know, home defeat. Yeah, it was, I was at Tanner Rice on Saturday and it was great. You know, we've seen Morris Malpass, Hamish yeah. McAlpine, Paul Hegarty, Paul Sturrock. Um, you know, families of, of of other players. Well, it was, it was really nice, and you know, you think of that achievement, Paul. You know, at the United team winning the league forty years ago, getting to a European uh, final, absolutely. And they beat uh, Barcelona incredible. all the way. Down aye, there. aye. You think of it, yeah, to, big John Clark had scored. Ian Ferguson, yeah. the old Rangers Motherwell yeah. player as well. Um, and involved. I think Billy Thompson was part of that. Of course. Um, yeah, for yeah. cup uh, final run, um, as well. So yeah, fantastic uh, achievement. But right now, you know, they're, they're not in a good place. Dundee United. I think it's the club's AGM tomorrow. The owner, the American owner, Mike Ogren, is here uh, just now. But I've said a few times, um, Paul, um, if you want to achieve anything in football, you need to have a good goalkeeper. Yeah. And uh, you know, United have the unfortunately have the managed to replace. Seagrass with a couple of goalies in and, and yet again the two goals are so avoidable um, the keeper should be saving the first one all day long and the second one you know I think probably a bit of homework there from from St John's for Stevie May to, to capitalise um, and not in credit to them what a great victory uh, for St Johnson and you know maybe a couple of weeks ago they thought they, they might have possibly get, get dragged into the, the bottom four but I think that's think a turning point uh, for, for Callum Davidson and these players and Barry for Motherwell we talked about the manager Stuart Kettlewell in charge meantime that was the news today and why not what about the well themselves do you think they're going to stay now in the Premiership well they've gave themselves a brilliant opportunity with the, the last couple of results yep. no doubt about it um, and as I said at the start of the show they've, they've had a kick no doubt about it Kettlewell's come in and, and done a fine job and I, I think we, we're getting the six points I think he does deserve to at least take it to the end of the season to see how he, he, he goes um, generally I do think Mother will be fine um, I don't think they'll 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 get um, relegated. But um, watch the game on Sunday, and, and I thought Robbie's interview after it was spot on. They get ran over the top, they get bullied, Hearts, and and very rarely do you say that, say that about Robbie's Hearts team. Um, so I think it took Kimby a bit of surprise. Um, he wasn't happy, so I think next time you see Hearts play, they'll be um, they'll definitely not get bullied. And they said, Mark, we were all off it apart from Xander Clark. Yeah, Xander's had a, a couple of good saves mm -hmm. uh, to me. And yet, you know, I thought Hearts played well at the start. They looked pretty comfortable. Um, you know, created a couple of chances. Shanklin's hit the header with, um, hit the post yeah, with a header from um, yeah. uh, Snodgrass's uh, cross. But what strikes me about that, Paul, and it's not to take, change the subject away from Hearts, but when you look at Hearts, as a, I think we all, we'd all agree they're now our established third force by yeah, a distance in Scottish football. Yeah. But when you lose games like that, which can happen, no yeah. criticism, it can happen. You know, credit you've got to give credit to Motherwell under the circumstance. But it just goes to, to show you when, when, if any footballer supporter takes victory for granted, like Celtic and yeah. Rangers winning, sitting next to a guy who's won sixteen major trophies, just shows you the level you've got to reach, week in, week out, to be successful 
and hearts are for the reminder of that. Never take it for granted. If your attitude's not right, if you're not on it, if you don't wake up feeling in the mood for it, you're going to get punished, particularly when you're away from home. So that's where um, my appreciation of, of the runs at Celtic and Rangers have been on and the titles that, and you know whatever it is Celtic have won the past four or five years uh, really grows. In terms of Motherwell, very quickly, must give Stuart Kettlewell the job. He deserves it. Mm. Till the end of the season. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And they've got Kilmarnock away. So we're into the ticks with you tonight then. So St Mirren was tick, home win. Hearts, tick, Kilmarnock away. Can they win? Uh, can Motherwell beat Kilmarnock on Saturday at Rugby Park? Uh, Kilmarnock's got a really good home record. Right now, I'd probably tip that for a draw. But I just wonder now, uh, are we already looking at two from three? Is it going to be Kilmarnock and United and Ross County finding it out amongst them themselves? I think it's a wee bit early to call because um, there's still you know a lot of points uh, available but they need to start picking up points because Ross County was a bad result for them Barry wasn't it against St Mirren who had four defeats it wasn't a good run for them after a great start to the season and that, that was a big win for St Mirren yeah big massive three points they had a few players that were, were struggling as well mm-hmm. um, so yeah a massive three points for St Mirren I mean sitting in fourth place St Mirren um, Again, they were one of the teams that I thought at the start maybe have struggled, but fair play, Stephen Robinson and, and the group of players. Um, I wouldn't say they've overachieved, but he's got a good solid unit there um, to work with. Um, so, yeah, brilliant three points for them at the um, at the weekend. And I know it's a bit early, but I do think it will come down to the, the, the bottom three. You reckon it's going to be done, do you? Know, I think Mother will just yeah. have enough because watching Mother against Hearts, the two up top, Van Veen mm. and Abika, mm. you know what I mean? A physical presence. Um, Van Veen's technically really good, but he's a good presence as well. I just thought the shape of the Mother team was was really good um, in, in Sunday. But listen, who knows in football? But at this moment in time, I mean, if you're talking about teams, Dundee United, they are. They're struggling the at worry, this moment in time. Yeah. Yep. The only thing that I think may get them out is the experience of Charlie McGrew and Stevie Fletcher who um, know the game inside out. But yeah, and they've got the boy Levin in the middle of the pitch who scored a good goal. Mm. But yeah, I'm, I'm, Dundee United fans must be concerned. And that was a game that they thought they should at least take a point from, you would imagine. Yeah. And as Barry said, why do keepers not just clear the ball these days? Most of them are told, I'll play it out from the back. I mean, Joe Hart had his moment again. I know he was out of his box. Uh, Starfelt a bad ball back to just him. Just get it in Rosie. Don't exactly. take any chances yeah. at times. Uh-huh. Imagine that on Sunday, if that were to happen. You know, they can't afford to no. do that. And Celtic are you know, playing so well, but moments like that, you can't afford to do. Yep. Um, so is, is Dougie Bailey used to say when I uh, used to uh, sit next to him in, in a in the press box when he was at the Sunday Post and the Sunday nobody's ever nobody's ever scored for Rose Ed uh-huh. yep. so true every <laughs> now and again just leather it get your shape back get your breath back and just kill the game for a few seconds one of Hamilton's finest just wasn't some, he yeah, just yep. sometimes try to be too clever uh-huh. yeah just take um, take the initiative yourself and realise the situation you're in when that ball goes back for Charlie McGrew I'm talking for a Dundee United point of view just put your laces through it yeah. And whether it goes up the halfway line or whether it goes into the main stand or whether he slices it over to the other stand, it's a way for danger. Yeah. And it's 60 seconds after the United equalised. Yeah, I know, exactly. 60 seconds, they, they would have been, just, yeah, yeah sometimes you just can't get your head around it. One of the headlines this evening, Liverpool owner John Henry says he's now not selling the club. That's the latest. So, don't know exactly what that means. Barry, you, were you thinking there of uh, 
a bid for Liverpool. See, they got a good couple of wins, man. That was a big one to win against Newcastle. Oh, massive one. At St James's. Newcastle yeah. been flying high under Eddie Howe, no doubt about mm. it. But um, yeah, big three points for Liverpool at the weekend. Cup final week in England for the League Cup final. And more importantly for us here in Scotland, and we're on air on Sunday, we are looking forward to it. We'll be on air from two until, well, as you're driving home in the car and the bus, I wonder, is it going to be the green and white or the, the blue and white, Barry? We just don't know. Hard to say. Celtic, Celtic start as favourites. Mark said that at the top of the show. Barry, would you agree they start as favourites? Yeah, they, I think they would start as slight favourites. If you're yeah. taking the season as a whole... They, they are Celtic are, uh, will go into it slight favourites but if you take it since the new ma- the change of manager at Rangers and the, the runs that they've been on it it's pretty even going into it and it's, it's the old saying it's one of the cases on Sunday who turns up um, who's on it generally um, wins a game but as I say I keep going back to it, I just think it's two teams that are yeah. e- pretty evenly matched and really attack minded and there's match winners there's guys that can be that difference in the final third so uh, but I'm, I'm a big I think it's going to be an absolute belter when you were on holiday a few months ago Barry and I was away I came back and Mark you came in with Martin O'Neill and he sat there in Barry's seat and uh, we talked about the build up and he was on Talk Sport this morning with Jim and Simon and he was asked about the game at the weekend um, is it a must win for Michael Beale and for Rangers and he said well it would be he would dearly like he, he needs to land a blow on Celtic yeah. on Sunday yeah. and that, yeah, that, I, th- I think yeah. he's bang on I think Rangers do need to land a blow and see how Celtic react that's the way I'd be thinking mm. it see how they react I know it's it's not in the league but go and try and get that victory and see how they react the following week in the, in the, in the league is there a danger if they come out and go for Celtic right away? I know it's Hamden, which can make a difference. Some Celtic fans said to me at the weekend, Celtic haven't played brilliantly at Hamden for quite some time. They haven't played that well at uh, Hamden. Uh, they've, they've, they've only won about 12 in a row at Hamden. Well, 12 out of yeah. 13. Great point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when they think the four trebles, whatever yeah. it was. And I, I, I get it, you know, they've, they've probably not played well on the games, but they've still Find won, won semi finals yeah, sure. and finals over the past five or six years consistently. And is there a danger, Barry, if Rangers come right out and go at Celtic? I'm not sure well, if that's yeah, what you're yeah, saying. I think you can come out and have a go, but just make sure you're, you've got the right structure behind you when you're a, mm. when you're attacking. I'm sure that's something that they'll be working on um, this week against Celtic because if it breaks down, you know one thing Celtic have got? They get forward in numbers, yeah. they've got high energy, they've got pace to burn. So when you're going forward, you need to make sure you're set up behind that is, is spot on. And if it's no... Celtic will find gaps in there or, or weaknesses. Is Rio Hatate currently the best player in Scotland? What do you think? He's up there. Yeah, he's up there. I've, I've said it. I just, I think he's a, a quality operator um, for what 1.8, 1.9 million quid. Mm-hmm. Um, only been a professional for three years. Yep, he's one that that Celtic will get top dollar uh, for hopefully in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Is he the best player at the moment in Scotland? The on-form player. Yeah, he's one of them. There's no doubt. I mean, he, he, do you know what he's done? He's he's added goals the last. Yeah. I mean, he, he's always popped up with the odd goal, yeah. but he's coming up with a, a, a few goals. So hopefully, has a quiet weekend this weekend. Mark, coming. His second goal was special. Aye, he's, a, he's a hell of a player. I mean, he, he, he really is. But you know, again, I said at the top about him. You look at these guys, Paul, and it's it's not um, it's not by luck. They become top pros and they come abroad. You know, they come to Europe, they come to Scotland um, and excel. You look at the boy at Brighton down the road, 
as well. They are dedicated to their profession. They absolutely give it 100%. And you see their preparation during the game and after the after, game. Yeah. You know, it's not they're in the, the show out there. You know, they, they do a proper warm down. They do their own warm downs. They do their own warm ups before they appear on the pitch. They are absolutely dedicated. And it's great to see when they give, they genuinely give 100% to try and be the best they can be. And I think they've probably raised standards as well. Most other boys in that dress, not just Scottish boys that look and thought. Hatate, Kyogo, you know, look at it, um, that. And just sorry, I'm going to uh, yep. uh, digress for one second to the English Cup final. Yep. I feel really sorry for Nick Pope that he's not going I'm to be able to it. play. You yep. know, uh, really. Uh, do you think really that's really right? Getting sent off uh, in the league? And, and, and then you, you can't. Uh, Why does that? Is it because it's the know. league in the League Cup? Yeah, it's a straight red, so you automatically miss the next yep. game. Okay. But I feel okay. uh, sorry for him. But could end up the former Motherwell goalie, Mark Gillespie. Huh? Could yeah, end up, could end up playing. So much more to come, including what Mark Guidi could have been. If you trained like Hatati, <laughs> where could you have been? Yeah. Listen, he's got all the tools, Hatati. He, yeah. he has. He can. I, I like his passing range. He's got a real good passing range. Yeah. Um, he can get about. He's an aggressive wee guy as mm-hmm. well. You know, he'll yeah. get stuck yeah. in. He'll do the the dirty side of the game. But yeah, he's definitely a player. I think it's get better and yeah. better and better. Quick break for the news. Then we're back with Barry and Mark. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Yeah, you can join the conversation. A lot of people on saying what's going to happen this weekend. It's all building up to Sunday and we're on air from 2 Sunday lunchtime. Barry Ferguson, Andy Walker and me, Paul Cooney. Looking forward to it. And uh, well, already today, both managers have been speaking about the wins at the weekend and beginning to look forward to the cup final. So we'll more have more from as the week goes on. Some of the other headlines elsewhere. Well, Real Madrid playing Liverpool tomorrow. I see that uh, Jurgen Klopp watched the replay of last year's Champions League final for the first time in the last day or two. And he just said, you know, we should have won it. When I look at it again, we didn't. And he praises Carlo Ancelotti and Real Madrid. But he said, oh, we were so close. We should have won. Yeah, you can understand his his frustration. Um, I think we were... I think they were quite heavy favourites um, going into the game. You look at Real Madrid's run on the way there, you know, in some respects, you saw they were quite fortunate against Chelsea and against Man City, but it's also a credit to them that they kept going um, and, and never gave up. Um, but it'll be a cracking game tomorrow night and such a, a big win for Liverpool on, on Saturday night um, in Newcastle, albeit Newcastle were down to 10 men, but that'll have given Liverpool a big boost for, uh, ahead of this game. Can we get Scotland's teams beyond Christmas next year, Mark, in the Champions League and in the Europa League? Because this year, everyone's out, Barry. Yeah, I, I think it's a tough ask, Paul, if I'm being honest mm. with you. Um, always at home, whether it's Rangers or Celtic, you always fancy them because obviously the atmosphere um, that both stadiums create. But as a tough ask, you're going into finances. Some of these clubs can go and sign players for 
seven to eighty, ninety, a hundred million quid. Um and obviously we can't compete with that in in Scotland. Um but listen, it could happen. You, you never know. It's a luck of the draw as well. Um, but it's a big ask for both of them. Europa League is obviously more realistic. And this time last year, Rangers were on the way to a final in yeah, Seville. Yeah, you might have been there. With the big guns, didn't you? You love that music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, where the, that's where the top teams are, the top players, the top managers. It's a great tune, isn't it? It, is, isn't oh. it? it should be possible to be back. We'll find oh. out. But this weekend, this is what happens. A few months later, we forget it. And it's all about who's going to win the title, who's going to win the League Cup, who wins the Scottish Cup. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Genuinely, did, did the hairs in the back? Yeah. Genuinely. Uh-huh. I know I watched it in the house. They it, do it that team tune. I'm just thinking about it later. There, you <laughs> 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 yeah, just, uh, oh. just for 10 or 15 seconds, then you side of your, your eyes, yeah. you look and they're waving the, you know, in the middle of the, uh, the pitch, the big yeah. um, banner. Yeah, and the camera's zooming right in and you're yeah, doing the, the face-to-face ah. trying to have a series face on <laughs> is Rio Hitati the best player in Scotland right now what do you think give us a call 0808 17 17 700 Rangers captain James Tavenier two goals at the weekend and he's been speaking about the huge honour of being inducted into the Ibrox Club's Hall of Fame Barry you remember it so well did you have the family around when you were actually inducted um, did we have an app? I think they'd done it at the yeah. end of the season right. awards yeah. mm-hmm. um, they played a year obviously it was different last night it was a, an yeah. occasion I think open Edmondson House the new one yep, yep. Um, but listen it's, it's a proud moment it's one of the first things you see when you walk through the front doors um, it's facing you right there and some of the names on it you see your your name up there um, it's going to be up there for the next hundred or so years um, but yeah Listen, privilege to be to be uh, on that on that board. And you listen to the boys' interviews, as I said. I listen to Griggsy and Devo, and obviously Tav's interviews today, and they were obviously proud, and it's a proud moment for their families. And they were asked about questions that we brought up on Friday night in the programme about Scotland as well. Alan McGregor, would he come back out of international retirement, and also would he sign another year at Rangers? Yep, me and Mark spoke about it. I think. No, last week, the, the previous yeah. week. For me, it's a position that's hard to find mm-hmm. a top-class goalkeeper nowadays. I mean, it costs you an absolute fortune. For me, I'd be sitting Griggsy down and saying, can you give me another year? And then that takes the worry away um, from one position where I think Rangers will need to get sorted out um, sooner rather than later. I think he's still got... Um, plenty of games left in him um, but the decision will be made with, with, with Griggsy but I watched his interview uh, and they were talking about the, the Scotland thing but it doesn't look if he's going to come back because he's obviously booked a holiday that week the, the games are on so I can't see that happening I'm sure he's got enough money though he could, he could rearrange couldn't he he, he could he could give it to one of yeah, us indeed uh, I know you'd like him to play with you in the future in the, the All-Stars you've got a big game coming up in March haven't you yep yep yeah he's t- Listen, it'd be alright to have him and him and Devil soon, but listen, I still think both of them have got plenty of games left in their legs. Um, for me, I, I think they're two players that I think will remain, hopefully, remain at Rangers for next season. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Going to ask you for your Celtic lineup for this. Can weekend, I just say though? why? Because I don't yeah. think you can buy experience. I don't. Right. I think for the goalkeeper's point of view, you spoke about it plenty of times, it's hard to find a top-class goalkeeper. For me, Devo, he's obviously got a, a serious injury with the cruciate. Yeah. That's going to take a bit of time. Um, but just to have the guys in the dressing room 
is so important as well. We mentioned James Tavernier, the manager spoke about him at the weekend, scored a penalty and scored another goal. Yeah, over 90 goals, whatever it is for the for the club, 94, 95 goals now. It speaks for itself as a, as a fullback. Uh, today, you know, stepping up, taking the penalty after missing one last week, it's not as easy as it's as, as people think, but I'm, no, I'm delighted. Mark, James Tavernier, you know, we've spoken about him so many times, yeah. but that is impressive. What, 95 goals? <laughs> it's, un- it's so back. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. There's been, there's been a few uh, absolute raspers um, in there as well <sighs> over the period. Um, look, he's a captain that's going to lead the team out on Sunday, um, and you want your captain to be in good form, to be in good spirits, because he's, you know, going to play a part in making sure the guys are, are up for it. If anybody's head's a wee bit down, he'll try and galvanise them uh, during the game, etc., etc. So for him to be granted on the back of, particularly the free kick, it was a special, yeah. special goal. I mean, it's a proper postage stamp um, finish. Um, so he'll be feeling good. Um, it'll be fresh in his mind. The feeling of lifting the Scottish Cup at Hamden, you know, seven, eight months ago, and I want to do it um, again because he's he's been a great captain uh, for Rangers, but he want more silverware. You know, being at Rangers is all about winning, um, and it's been two, two a, a league and a, and a Scottish Cup in his six years at the club. He want more, and Sunday is the opportunity to do it. Sunday's opportunity to put a marker down to show, yeah, Celtic maybe the champions and maybe the form team, etc., etc., etc. But we're coming after you. We're not going to make this easy for you. And it starts on Sunday. So, you know, any captain should want to get their hands um, on the trophy. But he's up against Callum McGregor on the other side. He'll be equally as determined to, to, to lift that trophy. What a battle coming up. Jack's been on the socials at Go Football Show. It says, Barry, what did you make of Omiyonga's two yellow cards? Was he unlucky? Yeah, I off? thought the second one was, was harsh. Yep, on Ryan Kent for yep. Tavernier to, to score the, the free kick. Yeah, I thought I thought it was real, really soft. What's happening with the referees now? Is, is it not uh, to be no contact now? I, I think that's the way it's going. For me, football's a contact sport. Sometimes there has to be yeah, contact, um, but that's my honest opinion. I thought it was harsh on the boy getting sent off. Paul, it's almost as if too many of our referees know the rules. And I get you know they'll, they'll tell you the rule book inside out, the laws of the game, and I get that. You know, I'm not, I would never question them on that because if they could run rings on me in the laws of the game mm. but they don't know the game of football there's a big difference you know, and you've got to be able to, to be a top referee and get the decisions right you've got to be able to marry the two and unfortunately right now there's not enough referees in our game that are able to, to, to marry two that's why genuinely I think it's a proper concern proper concern for Scottish football jobs in the line relegation promotion managers jobs too many decisions um, are wrong and um, it's not good enough and I think people watching it the, f- the ordinary fan knows normally if there's intent in a tackle you do then you see it back and maybe but, but and you know as ex-pros 99 times out of 100 you know if somebody meant uh, to do that in terms of that second yellow card yep. is that a free kick soft free kick but it's not a booking the boys should be staying on the yeah. on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, they're running. Remember at the pace that these guys run at as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you, you, there is a bit of contact at times if somebody cuts across with you. The boys trying to get out of the way. He obviously slightly. I don't even know if he slightly touches him. But for me, it's it's never a yellow card, and it's harsh on the the boy getting the second yellow to be sent off. And then 
it's game over then isn't it for yeah, Livingston for obviously Tavernier scores but then Livingston are, are fighting a losing battle down to 10 men and then came our roof uh, Kilmarnock in the last hour have appealed the red card shown to Kel Vassell against Hibs and I think everyone agreed Mark had a, an impassioned plea for a bit of common sense and for leadership um, and also probably we need to look at full time referees if we can but also Mark they need to they've been told a lighter touch on VAR don't go looking for things all the time Paul what, what, what we have there now isn't good enough mm-hmm. it is nowhere near good enough for full time football our, our Scottish game and full time level is a multi-million pound industry our league champions get guaranteed 30 million pound passage into the Champions League if you go down you're losing millions millions of pounds if you're relegated European football is the difference between potentially 3 million quid or not so you look at all those things so the, the, the standards of refereeing the way it's operated just now is not good there has to be some kind of reform there has to be some change that benefits our game that helps our referees but gets more decisions uh, right than all like I'm saying finding some kind of um, um the finances to, to, to make them go full time, get them mic'd up, put an ex-player in the van, uh, or bring in referees from, from other countries for a domestic game. Mix it up, absolutely mix it up. Go to different associations around Europe. I, I don't feel like to do it. Speak mm-hmm. to EF and say, do you know what? We want to mix things up. Is there other countries that want to do it as well? And go and mix it up. And I'm sure our referees would welcome the chance to go and uh, do other fixtures on a Saturday afternoon, broaden our horizons. It's I don't know if that's possible, but... What we have the now is a good thing to say. If I'm a if I'm a chairman or chief executive manager, I'm saying to my club, I want change. I want reform. I want things to be better because our game it's not it's not doing itself justice with, with some of the officiating that we have. Barry, would you be fine with that? Referees coming from other countries? Just if it makes mix it up. Yeah, if it makes I'm for anything that makes the game better in Scotland. And that's whether it's, they're going full time, whether that's ex-players getting involved in the VAR or, or whatever. I'm not saying that's the answer, but we need to try and get this. Uh, you're not going to get it perfect, but it needs to become better because some of the decisions we're seeing at the weekend are um, are just are poor decisions. Baffling. Barry, did you have a view of the Rangers fans who had a banner up to do with the, the Partick Thistle decision? Michael Beale, you know, giving them the opportunity to score last weekend. I feel it's kind of receding now. I but, gave you my point of view. I think yeah, you've done the right thing. Sure. Here's what he said afterwards about the banner, which some Rangers fans put up saying, we want the tradition of the club being winning trophies, not just what was it, two they said in 12 years or whatever. This was Michael Beale after the game. I don't think I can say anything too positive about it. I disagree. I would agree that the club need to win more trophies. That's what we're fighting to do every week. But in terms of the standards last week, uh, it was the right thing to do. Malik didn't see it. We spoke about it. We need to put it to bed and keep moving forward now. Yeah, I think he's spot on. Put it to bed. Rangers done the right thing. Look, they're through into the quarterfinals. But a lot of people are saying, oh, what if it went to extra time? Or, and Partick went through. Well, it never it happened. Didn't. I just think it was a touch of class. Rangers done the right thing. I think Malik Tillman was unaware of the situation and um, I think he was more protecting Malik Tillman than anything else and I think the manager done the right thing. People are going to agree, people are going to disagree. I'm just giving you my honest opinion that Rangers done the right thing in that game. It's all part of the football, isn't it? But it's it's a bit like silly season stuff, Mark. I, I can't get that. Yeah, I mean, I, exercise. I, 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 I'm not, I mean, I'm, I, I was surprised that there was a banner um, having a dig um, 
that the manager would be perfectly honest. You know, I, I didn't think that was um, appropriate. Um, the managers dealt with it. You know, they're you know putting a banner like that up when you're getting a difficult away game in the league and you're, it's a week before a cup final. Um, again, you know, I'm just I don't think it was right. The man, it's meant that, that Michael Beals have to deal with it again and answer a question on it um, on Saturday afternoon. I think he answered it very fairly. Bottom line is. I think he did the, the right thing. You, you, you look at all the circumstances involved in the decision. And by the way, he did put his head in the block because mm-hmm. had Rangers lost that tie, who knows what might have happened to Michael Beale. So, but he put he put standards and his players before anything else. And listen, if people want to say it wasn't the right thing, that, that's up to them. But for me, he called it right. Fans want to know who's going to be playing this weekend. We're going to get your Celtic lineup in a moment, Barry, and you too, Mark. Uh, here was the latest news from Michael Beale about the injury worries. I have a reasonable concern because obviously they weren't available for that today for different reasons. Malik's got a slight issue with his hamstring, um, Ryan Jack with his calf, and obviously John's not back yet from his ankle injury. I'm hoping by the middle of the week they'll be back in training. That's not definite right now. And hopefully they're rejoined in training by Scott Arfield and... Uh, and John Souter by the middle of the week as well. So, listen, the week's a long time in football, so we'll see. But what I would say is that we've got a healthy competition either way. What's it like, Barry, in a week like this? Obviously, we talked about it earlier, but cup final week. Exciting. Yeah. Exciting. You're you're going to Hamden, you're playing in a final. You've got a chance to get your hands on a trophy and get a a winner's medal round about your neck. Um, Yeah, I was always looking forward to it. Listen, I was nervous. No, no doubt about it I'm not going to lie to you about that but it was um, yeah that's what football's all about that's why you want to be a footballer mm-hmm. you want to be in with a chance of winning trophies and Rangers have got a brilliant opportunity come Sunday we're going to get your Celtic line up next I see you're in the record sport already from the first hour on that discussion about Antonio Cholak which was sparked by a call from Derek who asked you and said oh, do you think the manager fancies Cholak or will it be Morellas he talked about Sakala quick break and then we're back Mark and Barry with the Celtic lineup for this weekend The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road Darnley Let's go 0808 17 17 700 your route to speak to Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi Paul Cooney here until 7 uh, the Japanese manager Hajime Moriyasu has hinted he'll include a Celtic player in the national squad who is a standard bearer on their team as we know Dyson Maeda played in the World Cup he scored as well but Hatati and Kyogo 22 goal Kyogo were omitted Barry what do you think of that they could be called up yeah when's the game this weekend <laughs> Sunday <laughs> no I'm just... <laughs> who do you think it would be it could be either of them couldn't it I, mean, I, bet I was yeah. saying to Mark off here there I just it surprised me both of them never get in the, the World Cup squad um, as, as I said two of them have um, had really good seasons let's be honest we, we've spoke about Hatati Kyogo I don't know how many goals what is he 22 goals round about that correct yep um, so they're having fine seasons yep so yeah, surprised me three of them yeah. Maeda Kyogo and Hitati I would imagine that they would um, the trio would be involved in the, the Japanese squad but we'll just need to wait and see Mark because they were both disappointed not to go Hitati and Kyogo yeah um, again I'm surprised I, you know watched Japan in the, in the World Cup obviously yeah. a more than decent um, side but yeah you know the quality of them not being involved um, was surprising Maybe in some respects it's maybe benefited Celtic in terms of they were able to go and get a rest. Um, 
and you know they'll be involved. But um, aye, um, Moriasu, I, I would expect more than one Celtic player to be involved but we'll wait and see we wish uh, Dave Cormack all the best I see it's on mm. Sky as well we mentioned it in the first hour just shows you he was there the other week going through a lot with the club um, really successful guy he was a, uh, an entrepreneur in IT and he's gone back home and he's having a triple bypass operation this week there's no doubting his passion for Aberdeen and Alan Burrows coming in so he said they're going to delay the decision of who the new manager is well, one thing you can't deny is the amount of money that he's put into yeah, the club. Exactly, yeah. For since, Stephen Glass. Yep, since he's he's became the owner of Aberdeen. He's just something, he's, he's not got the managers right. The results have, have proven that. But one thing is he's put his hand in his pocket and he's produced a lot of money for the managers that have um, that have obviously taken the job and, and kind of struggled a wee bit. Um, but you don't like hearing that, hopefully. No. He comes through his operation fine. And maybe he did have the right manager and it was Derek McInnes, but it's tough, isn't it, to stay, what was it, eight years, Mark? Yeah. It's a long time yeah. to be manager of a club that's really demanding. I mean, the fans, mm. what, 18,000 every other week, they demand success. Yeah, I, I think if you look at it now, Paul, um, it was the right time for, for Aberdeen and for Derek to, to move on. Also as well, I mean, Derek had a wonderful relationship with Stuart Milne. You look at what Derek inherited Aberdeen and what he turned them into. I mean, he turned them into a consistent top four, top three, top two team even sometimes. Had they not been out against a, an outstanding Brendan Rodgers team, there's no doubt they won a couple of cups yeah. um, as well, albeit he did deliver the, the League Cup in 2014. But with the change of ownership came a different style of leadership um, from Stuart Milne, who really let his managers manage. Mm. And then you get Dave Cormack, who's a bit more hands-on. Um, so maybe Dave, uh, and first of all, you're, you're right, we wish him all the best with his health issues that's first and foremost is your is your health but whoever they decide is, is to succeed Jim Goodwin um, let him manage yeah. let him be the manager and um, you know maybe you, 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 you'll reap uh, better rewards for that 0808 17 17 700 the final word on Aberdeen is that the J-League manager well a former Urawa Reds manager Ricardo Rodriguez has emerged as a candidate for the Dons no shortage of candidates who want that job. Gordon Strachan's name was mentioned at the weekend. I'm not saying he wants it, but um, yeah, could he be back in Scottish football? I know he's involved at Dundee, but could he be back? What is he, 66 years old just a few days ago? Still fit and healthy and huge experience, but for Aberdeen. But it's cup final week, Mark, so will we go back to the big two? Looking forward to this weekend. This is what Ange Postacoglu said about the subs and you know the squad that he has ahead of the cup final. We've seen over the recent weeks that how effective our people coming on can be to a game and, um, you know, every likely will need that next week. So who wants to take it first? Who's going to give me the starting 11 for Celtic on Sunday? I'll go. Go okay, well, Barry. Happy, yeah. Mark? Yeah. No, I'll let Mark go. <laughs> <laughs> In your own time. Right. Uh, I'll go Joe Hart and goals. Yep. Usual back four. Johnston, Carter, Vickers, Starfield and Taylor. McGregor the captain Moy and Hitati so you're going Moy okay uh, and um, up front Ma Maida Kyogo and if it's me I'd go Abada but I think the manager will go Jota okay and why would you go Abada uh, I think he's got got uh, Barisic's number Barry what would you do I think it'll be Jota exact same team I think it'll be Maida Kyogo and um, and and Jota, but he makes a good point. Abada's had success against um, uh, Barisic, um, and saying that Barisic has uh, has come back for the 
for the World Cup in real good form, um, producing some top displays. But yep, I'll go to the same team as Mark, same midfield. For me, Moy been um, different class. Atati obviously in top form. Callum McGregor's the the engine in there, um, and Johnson has come in and looked if he's played there. Let's be honest, looked if he's played there all season. Yeah. Um, obviously, Greg Taylor, Mister Consistent, Starfelt, and Carter Vickers is his number one pairing for centre back and and big Joanne goal. So, yep, I agree with Mark. This was the manager after the four 0 win over Aberdeen. We got on the front foot from the first minute and uh, didn't let up. Scored two good goals, but we could add a couple more and. Uh, Really pleased. We got into a bit of a flat spot in the second half, but again, you know, guys coming off the bench gave us a spark we needed. Barry, two minutes had gone. Less than two minutes. Callum McGregor scored for Celtic. Yeah, it's the worst yeah. thing that happened to Aberdeen. Um, lose a goal in the first couple of minutes because I'm sure Barry would have said in there, listen, keep it 15, 20 minutes, try and get the, the crowd a bit frustrated. But um, once Callum McGregor gets that goal early doors, then Celtic just basically steamroller Aberdeen um, but I said that on Friday night I, I felt that it would have been um, four or five to, to Celtic and that's the way it panned out Mark what's your thinking for Celtic then the players obviously wants to look at Callum McGregor and his experience and his relentless desire to win more trophies yeah he's been, he's been a wonderful uh, captain uh, for Celtic a great leader you know you think of the success that he's had over the past what is he a top team player now Eight years, nine years, I think, coming into the first team when Ronnie Dyler um, was there. Um, James Forrest, who'll be no doubt on the bench. Um, one of the most decorated players in Celtic's history. So, look, they've done well. I don't know what the count is, but when you think, you know, I do really did four trebles in a row. I mean, you take a step back and, and, and think about what a, an achievement that was. Um, incredible. And there's you know, three or four players still there that, that, that were part of that. You then get up against a Rangers team that seven, eight months ago got to a European final and a penalty kick yeah. away from winning a European trophy. They've won the Scottish Cup um, and again, there's six or seven players heavily, still heavily involved that were part um, of that. That's why it's got the makings um, of a cracker. You've got two managers who've only come up against each other once. There's a wee bit of newness um, uh, there and they're both coming in feeling good about themselves yeah. um, so and well, I just think it's going, I genuinely genuinely think it's going to be a cracker you know and has there been a little bit of needle you know, in yeah. the media on them about the lucky comment I, I don't mind that but not exactly I, yeah. I, I don't but there mind is. that yeah there's a, bit yeah. Of needle, there's a bit of needle between the players as well but that's what you expect yeah. with, with, with Rangers yeah. and Celtic and I, I, I quite find it interesting it's great for us mm-hmm and there's a bit of um, Nido and then Postacoglu comes back with a, he's more interested in what he's having for dinner at night sort of stuff I don't mind that yeah. what are you having tonight do you know um, yeah yep. burgers oh burgers oh, burgers on yep. a Monday yep. fried onions yep. oh. <laughs> it's getting late in the month it's getting tight isn't oh. it the budget so but we do from the media point <laughs> of view it better be because that's what she says it is so. <laughs> but it is Mark oh. isn't it there's, uh, we're looking for you know it's good to get a bit it's middle well, between them. Well, see, there's a big difference between the relationship between Michael Beale and Ange Postecoglou and what there was with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst because I think there was a real um, respect there. You know, there, there wasn't any needle um, there. If you look back at it, it was nothing but complimentary, bumping into each other, and having a coffee and Eusebius and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's a different dynamic between Michael Beale um, and Ange Postecoglou, who 
who's right, who's wrong, I don't know, but whoever wins on Sunday, and there will be a winner, mm. I think they'll enjoy it. And I think they might have a few words for the opposing manager. I'll throw a couple of things. Is there a, a chance for Celtic to overrun Rangers or a threat that they do because of the way they play and the speed? The, Are you talking about can somebody win 3-0 or something aye, like that? Yeah, because um, I'm going to ask you the same about Rangers. So No, I'd be no. surprised. I don't yeah. see it being a one-sided cup failure. My view is that Celtic are the favourites. But genuinely, and I'm not saying this to sit in the fence or try and please both sides of yep. the fence, you could almost flip a coin. I genuinely mm. believe that. But if you'd say to me, pick a favourite, if I had to pick a winner right now, a free bet, I would go Celtic. You could genuinely flip a coin because they're both feeling good about themselves. They've both got match winners, both fairly solid. I think Celtic at the moment are playing a better brand of football, more pleasing than I better pace to it mm-hmm. but you've got to remember that Ange Postacoglu has been there for 18, 19 months now Michael Beale's been there 18 weeks yeah. no even that so there's a big difference but overall it's going to be a genuinely poor mm-hmm. I think it's, you guys are going to be in the studio here on Sunday with Andy Walker you're going to have a feast it's mm-hmm. going to be absolutely brilliant Barry right, who stops Celtic then? for Rangers who stops Celtic with that momentum they've got the 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 speed that they play at. Well, I, I think when you you look at Celtic, you need to be um, you need to stop the, two, the wide boys. You need to be don't give them a, a yard or two. I mean, we watched the last Old Firm game, and um, you can't give Jota three or four yards. You can't give um, if it's an Abada. You can't give him a Yeda or a Kyogo. You need to make sure when the ball comes up front that you're against them. You don't give them a split second. So that's for Tavernier. And Barisic, Barisic, yep, yeah. yep, I think Crucial. they know that yep. I think we, when you stand off and you've seen it in the past you stand off them they've been um, Celtic have got in countless times so I think they've learned their lesson you've seen that as the game grew in the 2nd of January at Ibrooks where they, they never gave these sort of players any space and time and then the midfield battle I mean it's, it's who dictates the game it's who runs the game and if you look at the players that are in show or could be in show for both sets of teams and um, there's a few right good battles in there as well. There's, and you look at the, the way that we think both teams will start the game. Uh, there's nothing apart from one, like Raskin. There's nothing new. Mm-hmm. So he's only, okay, Cantwell. If, if, he, plays. if he plays. I think Raskin will definitely start. I'm not so sure about Cantwell. But apart from that, Johnston's new, but he made his debut mm-hmm. uh, sure. against Rangers. Um, O's come in he's not going to start Kyogo starts so there's nobody there's nobody new that's going to add something different apart from Raskin so he's the only one that's going to come into a Rangers midfield not knowing what it's about but I believe he's improved the, the, the Rangers team so you, you add that into the mix um, as well they kind of know each other but, but Raskin's the the one unknown for the, for the Celtic team and then who plays beside him could determine as well how what kind of role He's going to have because even if Aaron Moy comes in, I think you know Moy or Riley, they've both played mm-hmm. against Rangers, they've both started against Rangers. So, I that that's only kind of newness about it all. Yeah. Rangers have got to have the belief. They've got to no fear the, the opposition. You've got to respect the way that they're playing and how they're dismantling teams. Um, but you can't go out and once that whistle goes and just let them go and do their own thing. You need to. You need to get in their feet. You need to make yeah. it tough for them and difficult for them and let them know that they're, they're, they're in a game because, listen, there's, there's, I'm just being respectful here. They're, they're coming up against a very good team, Rangers, but Rangers have got to realise they're a very good team as well mm. with players that can hurt Celtic. Um, so that's why I do think there's going to be goals. You heard Derek the caller saying 3-2. I 
I think it, it's going to be a result like that. Mm-hmm. I think but, that's a great word to use, dismantle. Mm-hmm. The way, and you're right, and that's one thing. If you if you give Celtic time and space, they, they do have it in the locker to to destroy any team in this country um, domestically. You know that there's no doubt about that, and that's why they can't. Rangers need to be full of energy in their faces. I don't expect it to, to be a a dirty game no. I don't expect that at all there's too many good footballers in it both managers are all about playing football the right way and neither Attacking, of them are they? they're not no, no, they're, 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 they're yeah. not. listen yeah. there might be a red card point you never rule it out but I, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying I don't expect it to be a, a free for all and a 20 man brawl yeah. and you know kicking lumps at each other there's too many good footballers and mm. that, that's not in, in the, the, the makeup of the individuals to be like that there's got to be a bit of aggression in the, oh. in the play for both sets of teams but I'm like Matt I don't think it'll be over aggressive um, but you've got to show a level of aggression and what you've got to go into the game from a Rangers point of view is you want to take a trophy off Celtic they're the the ones that have got got that trophy right now and that's what you want to go in and you want to try and take that away from them and see how they react to that How how does Celtic then uh, the the one player that hasn't featured in an old firm game is Nicholas Raskin so who in Celtic do you think Ange would say nullify him I don't, I or is don't it know. more Raskin's going to have to yeah, work I, hard to nullify yeah, Celtic? I, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine that Ange Postecoglou will make any special plans uh, for Raskin. I think both managers will be of the mindset like it's about you guys imposing yourself. Mm-hmm. Let the yeah. first five minutes, let them worry. I think Barry's point clearly about Celtic in the wide areas because they're so sure. dynamic um, that you know just Tavernier and Barry's are just an extra wee message before they go. Remember, for goodness' sake, tight. Mm-hmm. Don't give them a second. Don't give them. Don't you know? But in terms of that, no, both, because neither side get in as an underdog, Paul. Mm-hmm. You think maybe like when we're talking about Celtic's quadruple treble time when Rangers had just come back up into the, the, the top flight and there was a time Celtic were winning 3 4 5 now, whatever it was. Um, but it's not like that now. There was a major gulf back then. It's sure. not like that anymore. Yeah. It's, pre- it's pretty mm-hmm. tight. Yes, yeah, Celtic are the champions are nine points ahead. But you're getting a one off game at Hamden. And like I said, the last time they played at Hamden, Rangers won the game. Mm-hmm. The last time they played each other, it was 2-2. Before that, Celtic won 4-0, but it's a different mentality in the Rangers team compared to what it was that first game of the season. Did you, did you have a tactic, Barry? What's, what's the insides? What did you do? What did you say to the players, right? Here's some things we need to do right at the beginning. Better not lose this game. <laughs> <laughs> it ruins your week. You know, yeah. you're going to get criticised. Your week? <laughs> yeah, well, to the next yeah. old firm game. Um, yeah, but you don't, leave, don't come in many excuses. Mm-hmm. That's the best I, I, I could put it. Um, know how important it is uh, to get one over your, your rivals. And and I think Rangers know how important this is on Sunday for them. I really do. I think they, they certainly the League Cup and the Scottish Cup, they need to make sure that they get both of them in my mind. I think the league's going to be difficult, going to be tough to, to claw that amount of points back. Plus, the manager said I that I keep as looking well. at 26 yeah. plus goals yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Rangers know what's at stake on Sunday. Who wants it more? I know I've asked you that before. Yeah, there's a lot of old sayings, all that sort of stuff goes on, and there's some stuff I can't repeat in the dressing room, obviously. Um, but yeah, listen, what, a, what a, an occasion. And Mark, I think you mentioned it right at the start of the programme 25,000 fans each split down the middle. The electric. It's coming out that tunnel. Uh, How does it feel? Walking at the, the tunnel at Hamden just cut final leading your team out. Yeah, see, bonus with Hamden, 
it doesn't create the best atmospheres if I'm being honest with you there's only a couple of games that's created an unbelievable atmosphere one was in Scotland against Italy mm-hmm. yeah. and the Scottish Cup final 2002 um, but I, I do think there'll be a red hot atmosphere because mm-hmm. I think both sets of fans are confident they're going to the game expecting their teams to win and um, that's why I, I think it'll be it's always red hot but as I say it's different at Ibrox and, and Celtic part Hamden just the goals that, that kind of frustrated me at times the, the fans are so far away I, and even at the, the pitch they're, they're too far away yeah. from me mm-hmm. I like when people even are right the technical areas are um, so I know. far away you from understand aren't you uh, yeah. yeah when people are breathing down your neck at mm-hmm. I like all that sort of stuff let's hope this time next week we're not talking about VAR controversy or the referee or I, I know I, yeah. ho- I hope no, I, do you know what yeah. I hope it's nothing yeah. I, the game's one way a, a, a decision that's controversial I really hope no I thought I thought I hope it's a brilliant spectacle a lot of good football and there's goals in it and you can hear it here it's on via play so it'll be there as well Mark but I know you'll have the telly on but you'll be listening to Barry and Andy Walker Sunday we're on from two the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road Darnley let's go Yep, making the headlines already. Barry, there's another one in the last few minutes on Football Scotland. Barry Ferguson hopes Celtic star is sold in the summer as Rangers legend makes transfer exit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Barry? Yeah. Make sure I'm turned up here. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have a joke, can you? Yeah, I know. Listen, the, the guy's a, a quality operator. Yeah. I'd say it was a wee bit of a laugh and a joke. Um, but listen, what, yeah. what I will say is yeah. I think Celtic would get top dollar for him. I don't know what you think. I do. I, I think he's one of the ones where um, he could go and play at the top level. Yeah. Well, you said 1.9 million. I mean, he's worth so much more, Hatati. But, but it's crazy, yeah. isn't it, that he, he yeah. came out of college football yeah. at 21, 22? Uh, I didn't know that about him until you mentioned that mm-hmm. last week. Um, but I, I think looking at Hatati, so what is he then, 23, 24? 24? I think he's 25. 24 going on 25, um, something like that. that. I genuinely think that he's one that could go and play for a top mm-hmm. six club I'm not saying rip it up in you know 50 starts but a Chelsea an Arsenal yep. a Liverpool a Mike can he go and be part of a squad like that Hitati I think all day long yeah so who's the Rangers player that's saying that a former Celtic boss wants him to win on Sunday just some of the headlines today I see in the sun it's Nicholas Raskin of course his old boss Ronnie Dyla and he says I think he would want us to win at the weekend <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would well, that's not going to happen is it if you've been uh, the manager of one of them to want the other team to win here's Paul big Rangers fan on the line good evening Paul uh, evening Paul evening Barry and evening Matt how are you Paul. doing? hi good thanks hi listen just a, a wee point I was just talking to you about just something yeah. um, obviously the big game is Sunday um, so yeah. my officer what's going to happen he's going to win it and all that type of stuff right? but uh, more, more to the point I just wanted to say just to see what he's thinking Barry, um, the Rangers obviously play a certain system, a certain formation that happened for a couple of years, the 4 2 3 1. Um, and I just wondered about maybe, I don't miss the time, but just to kind of mix it up a wee bit. And I know there are a good bit of form, but even at that, performances haven't been outstanding. You know, they've been sticky through a couple of games and whatnot. Um, and I know when Bill came in, he said, We're going to be playing two up front. And maybe I'm an old traditionalist. I liked it when it was four four two and you had two two strikers up front and wonder whether would it be an opportunity maybe even the first half to say, Well, let's go a wee bit different here, let's stick Morelos and Cole up front. I don't think he will, but I 
just think that will maybe give something to think about and maybe go, well, wait a minute, that's a wee bit different, no use to this. All right. Barry, what would you say? Yeah, like throw a spanner in the works, but I'll be honest with you, I think Michael Beale set on playing the way that he's been playing, both Tavernier and Barisic, really high up the pitch. Kent having that free reign, if you like, two dominant midfielders, Tillman floating about and Sakala using his pace in behind and one through the middle. I get where you're coming for it. A few people have, have asked me about that, Paul, and, and I very much doubt it watching Michael Beale's um, Rangers teams but listen you never know come Sunday you might throw a, as I said a spanner into the works and, and go with it too but I've been honest with you I can't see it happening Mark do you could you see that I happen? remember him saying yeah. that but what Paul said he that he yeah. may play he some stages two guys up front um, but I've been honest with you I think he set out mm-hmm. a, a certain style of play and it's the 4-2-3-1 the um, or 4-3-3 whatever yeah. Um, where you want to put it um, but certainly with the foot, two fullbacks high up the pitch and I just love I don't know what Paul I love Ryan Kent in this formation he's loving it yeah he? he's yeah. going getting the game that free reign and, and going to produce his bit of magic in the final third Mark do you think he's back to near his best of two years ago maybe Ryan Kent Kent um, yeah he's, he's he's doing really well when you think back to the last old firm game he scored an absolute peach um, you know a beautiful curler uh, with his right foot cut inside Um so yeah, you know, and again, if Rangers are going to be successful on Sunday, they're going to need somebody like Ryan Kent to be to be bang on it. You know, he is one of the guys that, that Michael Beale will be looking for middle to front to be a game changer, stroke um, match winner. In terms of Paul's point about two up front, I'd be very very surprised. I can't see it, but then you don't know. You know, if Michael Beale thinks he's got four decent training sessions to go and work on something, um, and the build up to the game. Maybe, maybe well, maybe he thinks I need to come up with something different to really pose Celtic quick to make them think, you know, as soon as the referee blows up, oh, wait a minute here, hold on. There's two up front, right? We didn't expect that. How are we, how are we going to cope? Who knows? Um, you know, you couldn't rule it out, but I'd be very surprised. And to be honest, if he was going to play two up front, maybe Roof would be the one that would get the nod in beside Morelos doing something different. I know Roof maybe better come off a wide area, but um, maybe he'd look at Roof because of. Roof's intelligence as a footballer no really really intent. yeah he's, he's lacking match match fitness match sharpness um, I get that but anyway I'm, I'm only trying to think of something to try and justify yeah. Paul's point my main point would be I'd be very very surprised but you couldn't rule anything out because Michael Beale might feel that he needs to just do something different to pose Celtic a, a, a question Paul we can hear how excited you are for the game oh well, no definitely I think we're Two, look, the two teams are in form. I think, uh, I think, you no, know, Michael Beale's learned quite a bit from the last, the last old firm game, bro. Uh, maybe not bringing on like holding out for a win. To be honest, like, I think we, we, that was a mistake. And I phoned in before and I said that yeah. he brought in Sands when, when in fact, my opinion, he should have probably brought an Arfield and, and killed Celtic off there. And, then, and I think they would have. I was confident they would have got a third goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Cameron Carter think saved them from the third goal as well. I think. If we were more aggressive, I think the way the way you beat Celtic, in my opinion, and I'm not a professional or anything, but I think you've got to be on the foot with him. I think under Gio, unfortunately, in my opinion, it was too defensive. And I think we let Celtic play, and I think we gave him too much space. And I think I Celtic are a good team, they're good players, we respect that. But I think, hey, wait a minute, there's eleven guys in the pitch here. We got a Europa League final not that long ago, yep. so. So what's your scoreline? What do you think is going to happen? 
Um, no, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for a three-two win Rangers. I think it'll be mm-hmm. high scoring, and I think it'll be two teams going pelt for pelt against each other. And I think there's frailties sometimes at both of the defences to Boris, but I think if we're in for a cracker, I think Rangers are going to sneak in three-two. Paul, thanks very much for calling. Barry, we want to mention it was a really special day at the weekend, Livy against Rangers, and we saw the the young mascot, the Rangers mascot coming out, young Leighton Steele. Um, he had the defenders on his ears because he's got spina bifida and it was to protect his ears. And there was a lovely touch that Nicky Del- Devlin, the Livingston captain, wore ear defenders as well. What a special moment. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I thought it was a, a brilliant touch. And I've seen it happen a couple of times, Paul, down in England. The first one to do it, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, was Aston Villa, it was Danny Ings, I think. And it was the, the young man's um, favourite player. So, yeah, it's a, I thought it was a, a beautiful touch, that. David Martindale organised it. Mark, great touch. Nicky, yeah. definitely. I saw him with the, your defenders on. I didn't Lovely. realise what it was. Yeah. But Leslie Ann in the office pointed out this afternoon. So, yeah, well done. And that's the John O'Byrne Foundation. Special memories for sick children in Scotland's hospitals. What a, go online and see it, everybody. It's uh, really touching. It's brilliant. Well done. And football often takes gets stick, but my goodness, they do so much for, for charities. It's brilliant. And they, and they, they don't look for publicity. Nope. Uh, most of them you know and by the way there's nothing wrong for looking for publicity to highlight some of the different mm-hmm. things but a lot of the work that, that, that goes on behind the scenes um, that, that's unnoticed that's, that's just um, quietly dealt with um, uh, but like, Paul you, you know with the with the, the kilt walk and all the different charities but we're oh. such a generous country yeah. I mean genuinely um, we are we're such a generous mm-hmm. country when it comes to charity and doing things to raise money or to raise awareness or to make just give uh, children a special day out a day that they're going to um, remember it's wonderful yep I'm hoping you'll all come along James if I can for a second just say we've got over double what we had this time last year for the Glasgow Kilt Walk 10 weeks away 30th of April James is going and we'll have to find out what the fixtures are that day okay because it's after the split but 30th of April Barry I know you're up for it just make an appearance in the morning yeah I'm just checking my my calendar just now yes you'll be there Mark as yep, well, 30th yep. April. we'll say Sunday, it to Big John. Sunday, yep. yep. Sunday, thirtieth yep. April. Tomorrow night, we'll say it to oh, yeah. Peter Grant and Stephen McGinn. Organise a wee yep. event after. It'll it. be fantastic. Yep. yep. And we'll see how you feel after twenty six miles. <laughs> You've got a perfect excuse. So you'll be like, oh, I'm off to the the big game. But it is people come out in huge ah, numbers. It raised over yeah. eight million last year. Every penny going to especially charities. the situation. Yep. A lot of people are in. It's grim. Yep. Um, to raise that level of money's. Um, Unbelievable. Yep. Let's be honest. Yep. I have to say, Hunter and Hockey, the business show. And if you're thinking, well, why would the business show listen to it? Download the app, listen to them yesterday morning about the position for the com- for the country. And because these are two guys that have done brilliantly and they care. Have a listen to it. They talk so much sense about how we'd like to look after people. Yep. So that's the Hunter and Hockey. It was really good. David McDonald was on as well, CEO of Cullen Eco Packaging. It's a great story. Yeah. They make billions of things. The stuff you get from... See when you brought the coffees in today? See the container? That's made in Glasgow. Because all over the world. So, yep. Hunter and hockey. They know their stuff. I'm desperately trying to bring this back to the football here. Queen's Park at the weekend, still <laughs> top of the table. So, will they all be happy? Barry, you still think they're going to be the winners at the end of the season? Yeah, but yep. I, I still think... Um, I'll be close. Don't don't rule out Air United as well. Um, obviously, Dundee had a... A bad result. Watch that game. Um Morton beat yeah, yeah, Friday mm-hmm. night. Um do we, hey, listen, let's have a wee word with about Doug Emery. He's doing yeah. a brilliant job. Uh, he is, isn't he? he is, isn't brilliant yeah. job at Morton and 
Budget's probably one of the lowest mm -hmm. in the league. Um, no get the biggest squad either. Um, and that's Queen's Park and Dundee. They've, they've beaten the last couple of weeks. So, yep, he's doing a, a fantastic job. But I still think Queen's Park will be champions at the end of the season. At the weekend, we know about Celtic winning 4-0 against Aberdeen. Hatati, man of the match. St. Johnson, big win for them in the Tayside Derby against Dundee United. And that moment when Stevie May just got tore in and got that second goal. With, uh, uh, every day is a learning day. I've marked a brilliant right. phrase. I've wrote it down. Uh -huh. Rasper. A rasper. That for you a liked while. that? I saw you oh, smile. Derek McInnes says VAR is doing my head in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get where he's coming <laughs> from. Yeah. Hibbs 2 0 against Kilmarnock. Brutally honest, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. We're laughing, but it's not funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, I know they're 2 0 down, yeah. but you never know if you've got 11 men on the pitch. No. And the big boy, Vassal. Vassell, is yeah, it? My Vassell. Yeah. He's um, he's impressed since he's yeah, come up. Yep. He's a big powerhouse up top. So yeah, I'm not saying they would have got a, no. a point or three points, but keep my eleven men on the pitch would at least give them a a chance. But when you go down against Hibs at Easter Road two 0 down with ten men, it's a mm -hmm. a tough ask. That great chant gone yourself, Vassell. So and Mark St Mirren winning. You don't get out the weekend against no, I didn't. Really. <laughs> that was it a lot. Uh, St Mirren beating Ross County one 0 Kelly, bad result for them. Hibs under the revival, I and mean, they could chase yeah. that third spot. Yeah, I mean they're, they're, they're looking good. You know, Lee Johnson's just, I think, just brought a bit of calm mm. um, to the place. There was a lot of negativity surrounding Hibs for a you know six seven week period, but you know there's a bit of calm there, and, and they're looking the part. The big two though, winning at the weekend. Back tomorrow night, Stephen McGinn will be here, and Peter Grant, and then Wednesday, as we count down to the big game, Barry will be back here with John Hartson. Big bad John. Big bad John what along with you. What Mark, you'll be that's... back on Friday yep. by that time. You know, it. The weekend. It's a star lineup. Well, that's it. The cup final weekend starts <laughs> then. Thanks so much. Jokal Day's up next after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.